Welcome to the IAB UK podcast. Hello and welcome to the IAB UK Connected podcast. From the IAB, I'm James Chandler, bringing you news, views and opinions from some of the industry's most interesting voices in these, the most interesting of times. This podcast is part of a bigger initiative from the IAB we've called Connected, set up in response to the digital advertising industry locking down and working from home. If it's training, financial advice or free weekly webinars that you're after, then look no further than iabuk.com forward slash connected. Today's guest is Tom Pepper, a senior director at LinkedIn who heads up marketing solutions in the UK, Ireland and Israel. I've known Tom since his ad.com and vibrant media days, so it was a real pleasure to catch up on everything that's going on at LinkedIn, particularly the new trends and behaviours they've seen over the last seven weeks. We talk about the work they're doing with NHS jobs, how content creation has reached record numbers and some amazing stories about how the LinkedIn community is getting behind others whose careers have fallen on tougher times as a result of the pandemic. We also found time to talk about Tom's office wallpaper and the other half of his job as homeschool PE teacher. But I started by asking him how LinkedIn is supporting key workers and those on the front line. From a platform perspective, we've started out really uh, supporting businesses and organisations on the front line of the pandemic where we can. Um, in the first three months of 2020, we saw a huge increase in job postings, around about 38% in this area. So we've been offering the companies and organisations, the things like hospitals, mental health care, even supermarkets, warehousing, package delivery, any kind of company on the front line, we've given them the opportunity to post their sort of mission critical jobs on LinkedIn for free. Yeah, nice. Um, and that's allowed the sort of platform to also help them get in front of the right audience on LinkedIn to drive the recruitment of getting those people into the jobs we need right now. And it included uh, a partnership with the NHS. So remember when they were trying to increase capacity and recruit Mm. lots of people with the right skills, um, we gave them the opportunity and some support to use LinkedIn where there's a a large part of our membership have the right skill set to free job uh, recruiting on there. So that's been super, super uh, helpful. Um, The other one, is around, uh, it's probably little known actually, but we have a large editorial team at LinkedIn who create and curate um, uh, sort of editorial content on the platform. Oh, I'm excited to see this. This is the, the, the banner at the top that you see is from, from editors, right? That's right, yeah, a couple of things. So there's the Daily Rundown, which is um, a news editorial. So that's always been there. Um, we've used that to really, you know, people are coming to LinkedIn and consuming news. It's a trusted source of information and therefore really ramped up the information for members and businesses. Um, so you can get that on the daily rundown. But I think you were mentioning um, the banner at the top, which was actually a partnership directly with the government who were wanting to get um, kind of critical information out there. And we, we were able to turn that around relatively quickly to get messaging out there, um, stay at home or other business related uh, information. So yeah, a few ways we've been um, doing what we can to support um, our members, but also the broader business community in this in this environment. We're sort of getting obsessed with, certainly on this podcast, is sort of new trends and behaviours as well, but particularly from platforms. We were talking with um, uh, Enders about how app stores look completely different to what they did before. Things like Google Classroom, obviously things like Zoom and Teams and, and Hangouts out of the charts. Have you seen anything, any change in the way that people have been using LinkedIn, either brands or consumers? 
Yeah, we have. I think, you know, the first thing to say, we've, we've seen a record amount of people creating and sharing content. So if you think about LinkedIn, it's sort of the center point of the business community. So you've got obviously all the members, you've got your network, you've got your peers, you've got your customers, you've got your employees. Um, so it's at that, that point where you're seeing that community come together. So the creation of people sharing content um, has exploded really. In March alone, we saw a 60% year, year over year increase in content wow. creation on LinkedIn. Um, so that's the stuff you see in the feed. So anything like posts, long form content, videos has been very popular. Um, there's been a big push towards LinkedIn Live. So from an event yes. perspective, obviously that's something that's been um, been sort of, you know, having in-person events is, is something which went away pretty quickly, as, as you guys know as well. Yeah, and we've yeah. seen, um, LinkedIn Live has been an amazing opportunity for people to do, you know, anything around training workshops, um, behind the scenes thing, fireside chats, company announcements. Um, so we're seeing a big uptake in that. And there's a lot of focus for us. Um, and the other behavior change, which is really interesting, um, not everyone may know, but we, we made an acquisition in 2015 of a company called lynda.com, which is a online repository of learning content across business, technology, creative industries, like amazing resource of online learning. And that, again, has been something, I think there's something like 4 million courses have been consumed globally wow. in alone. So we're seeing these kind of behavior shifts uh, we actually opened up close to 300 of the courses for free, things like uh, working from home and productivity and leadership. Um, I have to say I'm not one of these people uh, doing much online learning. Uh, I had grand plans when the lockdown came. I had a long list of things I was going to do and books to read. But as soon as the schools closed, that completely went out the window. <laughs> I just try and survive through the day, uh, <laughs> watch one episode of The Tiger King and collapse into bed. Um, What's your uh, specialist um, homeschooling <laughs> subject, just out of interest? I've heard lo- lots of dads um, are sort of big on geography. Yeah, I'd like to say I, it's academic, but I've actually become the PE teacher. <laughs> uh, I, find it, I find it a good way to break up the day. Um, I think I always wanted to be a PE teacher, maybe. <laughs> um, my kids are two and five, though, so it's not right. particularly advanced. It's kind of frozen <laughs> themed hide and seek rather than, you know, sort of anything particularly athletic. Um, oh. It's a nice way to mix up the day and get off PC for an hour. Yeah. You, um, on, the, on the content point, though, um, yeah. what's, I guess, what's, what's different about what people are connecting? I guess you're doing things that you typically would have done in person, like... Uh, announcements and launches and all that kind of stuff. But just from a, a member's point of view, uh, is, there, is there anything different about what people are doing? Is it a bit more, um, is it sort of less polished? And we sort of got this acceptance now that you can just put an iPhone up and you can kind of talk to camera and, you know, whether you're Gary Barlow or you're someone on uh, LinkedIn looking for something, that sort of seems sort of totally fine now. But um, are people properly tailoring it for, for LinkedIn as well? Or is it stuff that could appear in any in any feed? Yeah, I think they are. I think, you know, I'd actually love to see Gary Barlow on LinkedIn. I think it would work. <laughs> I think it would work at the moment. I, we, we continue to encourage uh, creativity in, in, yeah. on LinkedIn. And not, not all... Not all brands and sort of members get it. You know, the entertaining, obviously, within the right context, works incredibly well. We did some yeah. brilliant examples of that. I agree with you. I think this sort of change in, uh, I guess, in sort of tempo and how we're feeling right now, sort of the rougher, more rough and ready type content is actually working working really well. Um, a few things that I would call out. I think, firstly, 
um, you know, from a brand perspective, I talked about that explosion of content. There's an, it, it, it's there for a big opportunity for brands to get in there and, and create value for their customer base and, and the members. So we're seeing, you know, I think we're still in the midst of that initial period of very tactical responses. Yeah. Brands being really thoughtful about um, how they how they get the right tone. Um, we're able to provide them with sort of discussions and engagement and content, which is trending on LinkedIn. Unsurprisingly, COVID-19 and everything related to it has been a hot topic and continues to be. I'm seeing a transition towards, you know, sort of the inevitable economic fallout and how marketers are going to be navigating that. That's definitely a theme. And leadership always comes up, you know, how to lead uh, in a time of um, a time of crisis. So that's coming up. I think, you know, brands are doing it really well are, are continuing to elevate their, their brand purpose. You know, brand equity is incredibly important, mm. being authentic with the message, um, you know, investing in trust. A couple of tactical ways to do it, I think we've always, you know, we've always advised that thought leadership works really well, particularly from kind of leadership. And the Edelman do a trust barometer. Um, yes. they've, done yes. one, they've done one in March for COVID-19. And, you know, more than ever, employers are looking to leaders to, you know, really uh, for the information they need and to lead us through this. So we're seeing a great example is um, David Solomon, CEO of Goldman Sachs. He's just used their page to share what's going on in the company, what they're doing for small businesses at any one time. Um, I love the I love the way that Brewdog quite quickly pivoted to be able to create hand sanitizers. Um, they weren't the only ones, but what they did really well on LinkedIn was then opened up and shared tips for other companies trying to nice. pivot to support the pandemic. So a really nice way of doing it. And the final one I share is actually a member story. So, um, you know, this, we can see the human impact of this on LinkedIn, right? Jobs being lost. And there's a chap called uh, David D'Souza, one of our members, and he, he lost his job really early on. And he got an opportunity for a short-term job at Boots. And he took, he went, came to LinkedIn and actually shared the experience of his first day and he got, he got 50,000 likes um, and an incredible stream of tips and tricks and like people supporting him getting a full-time job when his contract comes to the end. And to, to kind of come full circle, it's now a destination for people going to understand about how to navigate the job market at this moment. So you'll see that sort of member network starting to help each other. So tons of community happening. Yeah. Um, yeah. In, in the sort of uh, context of of, uh, of the professional world, and you see it in you see it in comments. You know, people posting that you know they've they've been furloughed or made redundant or contracts have come to an end, and people just jumping in the comments. It it does feel like we were talking to Facebook very old, very early on in the podcast about how they're you know things like WhatsApp are bringing your your local community together, but in terms of like your business community, it's twee to say it now, but it definitely feels like we're all in this together, and we kind of got each other's backs more than ever. That that slightly um, uh, we had Peter Field on yesterday, who was big in you guys up talking about long, short, and dark, but he was saying that that sort of selfish gene, I'm in it for myself type thing, it just isn't working, whether that's a brand or an individual. We, we genuinely want to help people at the moment, and you definitely definitely see that in in LinkedIn feeds. Yeah, I agree. And you, you talked earlier about the sort of people who are less concerned about how they, you know, getting that polished content out there. There is a little bit more natural engagement yeah. I'm, I'm seeing as well. And I think that connects to people just letting their guard down a little bit and being more sort of um, more around engaging with their community and, and trying to help each other out. So, yeah, it's, it's um, definitely playing out in the, in the sort of numbers we're seeing. 
You're a big global business, obviously, and I sort of asked the same question to Matt Bush at Google. Does that automatically mean then that by being a big global business, you're all really good at video conferencing and you all love it and you're all pros at doing it? And when we slipped into lockdown, it was, you know, piece of cake for um, piece of cake for you. Or is there this sort of human element, which is actually we've never done it where we're all on VC, therefore that turns up some challenges. So was working for home slightly easier because you're part of a big global org or...? You found it the same as everyone else. Yeah, completely seamless transition. Pretty <laughs> yeah, natural. Um, yeah, same as everyone else. I think we're very fortunate. I've got to say that. I think you know the 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 first few weeks was interesting. Um, I saw some amazing setups in people's homes. Um, people balancing laptops on pillows. You know, sort of um, sitting on the floor, hunched over a laptop. You know, so but LinkedIn did some great things. We we. Um, provided everyone budget to go and set themselves up. They're just kind of arms race for the best office chair. Kind yeah. of, uh, have a, these incredible gaming chairs suddenly started popping up. So Can't buy them now. Can't find an office chair for love and money. That's the business to be in. That's, that's <laughs> the price for is office furniture. But, um, you know, my setup at home, um, I'm a dad of two kids. I've got a two-year-old and a five-year-old. So obviously when schools and nurseries close, that, uh, that's, mm. that's been an interesting challenge of balancing. And I know a lot of parents are going through that um and just trying to navigate that i think it's also understanding everyone's in in a different boat we've got people who are joining linkedin and and onboarding in the virtual world and they're they're often from a different country and arrived in london and they're in a sort of flat share of five people they don't know so well so it's spending time and understanding how how they are you know responding giving them the support they need so it hasn't been seamless um i think you know we're very well set up we can operate you know really well in the virtual world a few things that I found over time, I think firstly, the first couple of weeks I felt I found myself on VC for, for crazy hours back to back and it, it had a really big impact on my sort of mental well-being and just kind of how I felt exhausted the whole time. So I'm deliberately taking breaks, putting them in the diary and, and there, are, there are times I won't move and making sure we get exercise and you know, my PE lessons I talked about, but <laughs> things like that to break up the day. Otherwise, you know, it's, it's really difficult. We, we're, we're trying to get that to work as a larger organization as well. Um, accepting that productivity will fluctuate, you know, working my teams, not beat themselves up about we're all driven people who want to kind of, you know, want to kind of drive. But it, it, in this world, we've got to accept that, you know, you can have good days and bad days and making sure that your personal well-being and family setup is number one priority. And then I think the final thing is um, enjoy some of the opportunity to see into people's homes, you know, kids interrupting, you know, <laughs> that, that chap, Robert Kelly, uh, who the Korean BBC correspondent. Um, I love the way that's come full circle. And he's now done an interview about working from home with his family. And he's now sort of the go-to person for advice. But you know, I find if my kids come in on a customer call, they may join us at any moment, James. Um, I do hope so. I, I, I kind of introduce them and I let them sort of have a quick chat. It's the quickest way to get rid of them. But I'm, <laughs> you know, catch jumping in, all that sort of stuff. So kind of enjoy that element of it rather than get too too caught up about it. So I think we quickly transition to that, but we're, we're really well set up and we can operate in the virtual world. So we're and and I'm, I'm sort of thinking lots about um, the idea of physical office spaces as well a, a great deal of thought time effort energy money goes into designing these spaces increasingly open plan Bruce Daisley writes about this brilliantly to get us more connected and to reflect the culture of the business we're now in a situation where we're not in those places that have been created just for that we are in our own spaces to, to which you said have got all 
the stuff that you do at home going on as well so that that blurring of the two coming together is never easy I suppose but how are you how are you managing your team I mean I don't, tell, tell us how big your team is and how are you managing to do all that you know day-to-day stuff in terms of this is the the critical work we've got to get done because we've still got customers and we've still got clients to service probably need us more than ever and then the, the sort of the human aspect of making sure you know people are all right and have got stuff they need yeah, so in terms of team size, um, from a UK business perspective, we've got close to 100 people um, who sort of work across across the markets that, that I that I look after. Um, the first thing to say, and uh, you know, LinkedIn were quickly off the mark with this, is um, health and well-being of our team is the number one priority. And I know that sounds kind of obvious, but it's incredibly important, and it, it requires continual attention. I'm finding we're going through a phase at the moment. I think you and I talked about it a little earlier, but we're in that sort of realizing it's not it's a marathon not a sprint this scenario and i'm finding that's becoming quite taxing on people so returning to ensuring the personal health and well-being mental health physical health um, of our team um, is an ongoing priority which takes up a, a bunch of our time we have a lot of support in that area we have you know ways of supporting parents taking time they need out of out of work um you know, we have mental health resources to support people. So that, that's the number one focus. And, and as a leader, um, it's where I spend a ton of my time. Um, I think outside of that, um, I'm finding the different types of communication important. Uh, I thought the appetite for these kind of drop-ins and coffee mornings and cocktail hours and quizzes would drop as the weeks went on. They are as strong as ever. And I, I'm loving it. I, I've never felt closer to my team, actually. Um, it's something mm. I want to take into whatever the new normal becomes is you know spending more time with my team uh as i say the way i prioritize my week it's team first so i'm spending lots more time you know just checking in on everyone um some of my favorite things so far have been uh lockdown themed poetry competition which was extraordinarily creative um that was fun uh the second i mean everyone's doing quizzes right i'm even doing them at weekends not that i need any more vc at a weekend (laughs) Uh, a family quiz uh, but I love the way that our team are including fa- their kids in it so there's nice. rounds for kids which is pretty cool there's fancy dress elements and all that stuff um, and last week we announced the virtual Eurovision song contest wow to, to fill the void of Eurovision being cancelled this year um, I've absolutely no idea how it would work but it sounds it sounds quite fun I'm trying to think of what on earth I could do but you've got uh, some good markets I mean you've got things like Israel as well so I mean this yeah. is going to be going to be good yeah this is going to be very good and there's a lot of talent in LinkedIn um, yeah. some random stuff in there <laughs> so um, you know we're, we're, you're, personal health and well-being trying to keep people making sure we're checking in on people and setting people up as best we can giving them all the resources they need and then also continuing that more informal sort of check-ins I think it's even more important at the moment um, yeah. as this as this as this sort of crisis goes on. The, the last point, then, Tom. You know, there's much. I think you just, I think you said it earlier that there's lots of commentators and analysis now as we sort of we're moving into that next phase of so. so when are things going to get better or how long are they going to stay like this or are they going to get worse? So the outlook for the rest of the year as we start to go into 2021, clearly we're not going to ask you to make predictions, but what's your sense of the market right now? Agencies that you're talking to, uh, advertisers that you're talking to directly. What, what is the sort of sense from people around confidence that will bounce, you know, Sorrel talking about a V shaped recession. He thinks it will start to come back. Others slightly more down on that. Um, what, what's the feel you're getting from the market and your customers? 
Yeah, I think I've heard all of the versions of the B shape. The bath yeah. shape is also one. And, oh, what the, and the bath it, shape? Yeah, it kind of goes down oh, yes, and along course, for a long yeah. time yes. and back up. Yes, um, which is probably where I would, you know, I've not heard of it before, but I'm, I'm using the bath one. Yeah. Um, so look, I think, you know, we're coming towards the end of that initial period where a lot of customers understandably, a lot of businesses were just trying to figure out how they navigate this process, ensuring mm. that their their business is, is um you know, limiting the impact where they can. We are kind of, you know, our conversations with customers is coming out of that phase, I think. But obviously there are deeply impacted verticals, travel, retail, automotive, um, energy companies yeah. uh, that we're, we're certainly seeing. There's some resilience, you know, across techs, uh, sectors of the tech world, financial services in certain areas. Um, you know, if you look at some of the, the latest IPA bellwether reports, it's pretty grim reading, as you would expect. You know, it looks like a pretty deep cuts in line with the, with the last um, last financial crisis in 2009, um, I'm 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 very much an optimist, uh, and I think you know as we head towards 2021, we're going to see that uptick. We're seeing a little bit more, or at least there's some commentary around B2B being slightly more resilient. Um, right. Given that you know where consumers are right now is really difficult to sort of navigate, mm. but perhaps in the B2B world there may be some more resilience. Um, but I think um, I'm definitely seeing in customer conversations a move now towards how they navigate, you know, the inevitable economic downturn, but also looking for that long-term brand investment that helps accelerate out of this when that demand swing yeah. comes back. And that's much, you know, a big part of our conversations. Our teams, we are creating um, weekly updated data and insights for our customers, whether it be across verticals, industries, what's going on in market, so that they can be informed to get the right tone and help them accelerate out of this when whenever their industry or some situation happens and there's, there's pockets you mentioned israel there's pockets of opportunity as well They're those kind of companies are you know looking for those behavior changes looking for the opportunities and new channels it creates so a real mixture lots of people in different scenarios but i'm starting definitely to see the green shoots of recovery and people starting to figure out um, what the next stage looks like that's great. Um, two questions to finish, uh, which we're asking everyone who comes on the podcast. Uh, the first is to describe the view from where you're sitting right now. And I mean, I'm getting the view of uh, whatever you're, I mean, it's fantastic wallpaper for one. Yeah, I'd say probably the wallpaper for those <laughs> listening, um, it's actually bonsai trees. Um, right. When we decorated the office, we didn't think about this new virtual world. I have to make... <laughs> I have to make at least five to 10 minutes in the beginning of any virtual <laughs> conference to just talk through my wallpaper because it is, is often a question that comes up. So yeah, I have, I have uh, a lovely view of um, amazing wallpaper and a nice view outside as well to some greenery. So I'm that's pretty good. well set up. Even though we've got the rain, that, that, that's all right. And then the second question is, what's the one thing that you think you won't do that you used to do pre-lockdown? once you kind of get back into whatever normality is going to be won't do um so i think i'm not gonna you know i sort of think now that i'm having cheese sandwiches and hula hoops every day for lunch because that sort of seems the new lockdown diet the amount of money i was spending on sandwiches and i mean it just seems ludicrous i can't see myself doing that again i'm not gonna go in for the packed lunch every day but i'm just a bit like god that seems so frivolous to spend all that money but and anything that you think, oh, I don't think I'll, I'll, I'll do that. Or do you just think that things like VCs will just become a bit more commonplace? You won't sweat about trying to get that date in the diary need to see someone face to face. Yeah, I think that's the big change. And it connects to probably the, 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 the big upside for me in this period has been more time with the family. Um, 
It depends which day you ask me, but on the whole, uh, <laughs> spending time with my kids, uh, it's been you know it's been an incredible opportunity to spend more time with my children. I normally see them three times a week at the end of the day to try and battle to get them into bed. It's not the greatest experience. Now yeah. I get to you know dip in and out. They're joining me all the time. I'm absolutely loving that. So the thing I won't do is spend. I'll spend less time in the office. I'm a bit gutted they haven't joined us for an impromptu PE lesson. If I'm honest, but, I mean if we if we'd have <laughs> thought time, about it, we'd, we'd have planned it. Um, Tom, thank you so much for giving up half an hour and just talking us through that stuff. I mean it. Uh, I think it's just incredible, uniquely from the point of view of B2B for, for LinkedIn. But, you know, the story about David is amazing. So there's some great stuff you're doing. But thank you very, very much for joining us. You're welcome. Thank you for inviting me. I really enjoyed it. The IAB UK podcast. Tom Pepper from LinkedIn there. I loved the David D'Souza boot story. It's such well-trodden ground now, this idea that everyone's helping each other and uh, everyone's got each other's back. But... I mean, it's just such a brilliant example of, you know, not only were they bigging this guy up in the comments, but people are starting to share advice for other people who might be in the same situation. I mean, it's not, I guess, what you typically expect from your LinkedIn professional network feed, but I mean, it's amazing to see it. It's a great story. Uh, That's it for today, but we'll be back later this week with another episode in our Connected series. And if you want to listen to more episodes like this one or look at everything else that we're doing to support IAB members right now, go to iabuk.com forward slash connected and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Just search for IABUK. Stay safe, stay at home, and thanks for listening. IAB UK, building a sustainable future for digital advertising.